Hey y'all, it's Mel and you're listening to My Rough Draft Podcast, where we talk about embracing our current seasons of faith, work, and wholeness. As a part of the Rough Draft Collective, we are committed to the holistic growth of millennial men and women, and each week we'll discuss how to redefine history with our everyday stories. Enjoy the show. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to My Road Jeff Podcast. It's your girl, Mel. Thank you for tuning in. I hope y'all have been enjoying our interview series. And today we have another interview for you. Today I am talking to Tiffany, a.k.a. Tolago. And yeah, it, you guys are in for a treat. This is one of my dear friends, someone I consider to be um, in my godly community. And she just has so much wisdom. And we're probably going to cut up. And it's probably going to be a part two because we could talk forever and ever. So um, hope you enjoy this week's episode. And yeah, let's get to it. Okay. Um, what are we doing? Oh, oh. right. Run that back because I just hit the table. <laughs> no, no. This is the rough draft. Hey, Tiff. Tell everyone. Hey. Hey, y'all. What's going on? How are you? I'm so good. good. I'm so excited yeah, to be I'm with so you. I'm so excited. This is going to be a good one. I say that every single week, but this is really going to be a good one. They've all been really good. So oh, listen. Thank you. Let me tell you, Tiff is one of the number one supporters for my rough draft. She don't be playing. That's because Mel don't be playing her. with us, y'all. Okay. Oh, you're so sweet. Okay. That just made me happy. Aww. Okay. Okay. What are we talking about today? Well, today we are talking about the faith journey. We are talking about Tilago, I mean, which is Tiffany's brand. We are talking about journaling. We are talking about commitment, communication, vulnerability. Forget. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff, y'all. Lord. So just, just hold tight. You know, you may have to take this episode in doses. You know what I'm saying? But yes. So let's get started. So Tiffany, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you live, what you do, what your passions are? etc. Absolutely. So as you guys have heard over and over, my name is Tiffany. Um, I am self-nicknamed Talago. That's where the brand comes from, but we'll get into that. So I won't dig right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I am from Charlotte, North Carolina, turn up 704 QC, but I currently (laughs) reside in Atlanta, Georgia. That is where Mel and I met. Um, I am currently an athletic trainer by day but I'm a everything else by night. So right. and yeah. she an athletic trainer, but she won't train me. I just want to add that in there. She won't be my trainer. And that's, I don't understand why. That's because Shawty don't even know what an athletic <laughs> trainer is. Talking about training her. <laughs> I'm an athlete. Mel, you're not injured. Which is, I am. I need to. Something I, is wrong. You're right. Something is wrong. To, rough draft. I'm right. Rough draft. <laughs> we all injured. We all broken. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't deal with you. OK, sorry. Don't start. Go ahead. <laughs> but um, like Mel said, I do a lot of stuff. I would like to say that I have a lot of wisdom. I've just been through a lot of things. Um, so. Yeah, I hope we dig into that today. I'm sure we're going to. Oh, yeah. I'm an open book. Um, Mel knows that. So I already told her before this that we are literally just letting y'all in on a conversation that we have like <laughs> on a regular on basis. A regular basis. Yes. So I'm really excited to be here and chit chat with you guys. Yay. OK, so on my rough draft, we always talk about the first question is always like, tell us about where you are currently in the seasons of life. So in one word, can you describe where you are spiritually professionally and mentally? Okay. That's such a good question. Okay. Spiritually, I would actually say that I'm secure. That's how I would describe it right now. Professionally, I would say, 
You know what? We just had a sermon at Fusion the other night. Yes. It's called Submission Season. Season. Yes. I would say professionally, I am in submission. <laughs> okay. Yes. That's how we're going to describe it. Yes. And then what was the last one? Per- personally? Per- uh, mentally. Mentally. I would say that I am evolving. Okay. All the time. Those are all deep. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Okay. So spiritually, you said you are secure. Professionally, you said you are in submission season. And so submission season came from a sermon from Fusion ATL. You have to go find them on Instagram. That's Young Adult Ministry that Tiffany and I kind of sort of met through. Yeah. And yes, if you're in the Atlanta area, they have services on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. That's a, a minor plug. But okay. yeah, so come out and support and <laughs> get changed. So anyway. <laughs> Um, yes. And then mentally, you said that you were evolving. Yes. What do you mean by evolving? So I would say that evolving is actually a way I can describe like myself all the time. Mm-hmm. And honestly, a way that I think um, that anyone could describe themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that is just really coming into like who you are and coming into like mm-hmm. just deeper depths. I'm always trying to find not trying to find myself because I'm really, I think that God has really revealed my identity to me and I'm, I feel really good about it. That's why I'm spiritually, I feel really secure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that even when he reveals something to you, there's just so many layers to mm-hmm. who you are and who he is. Mm-hmm. So why would he not make us so complex? Right. And mm-hmm. so I feel like mentally there's just so many different just layers to to just my thoughts, my mm-hmm. ideas, to who he says I am. And so it's always evolving. It's always changing. And not in a way that's like one day I'm feeling like this and next day I'm feeling like this and mm-hmm. so in a fleeting way, but more so in a more, I don't know how to put it, wholesome or just a way that that it's, everything just starts to make more sense or just continues to make more sense, mm-hmm. I, I guess I should say. That's so, good. Yeah. Oh, I could <laughs> dig there, but I won't. Okay. Well, let's move. Okay. <laughs> let's move. So today you are spiritually secure. I feel, yeah, I feel good. But y'all know what I'm going to say. It's a rough draft. You got to walk to get there. So walk us through, Tiff, your faith journey. You can keep it real short. You can keep it real long. Okay. It's up to you. Okay. I'll give y'all the short, long version. So so I um, grew up in the church. Um, My whole family, both sides are both um, very spiritual, very involved. Growing up, I enjoyed going to church. You know, I I wasn't, my mom and I and dad didn't force us. So it really was us like being um, Christians and learning about God on our own, not Mm -hmm. not on our own, but like it was our decision. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really enjoyed going to church, learning about God, spending time with um, God's people. But (laughs) there is a but. I got into high school, right? And you, you start getting a little crazy. I went to college. And I got real crazy. (laughs) And if we can just dig into that, like I kind of just felt really free. Like Mm -hmm. it's not that my parents didn't give me freedom. Mm -hmm. So that's the funny part. But I got I got to college and I just kind of wilded out like everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. I was going out all the time. I was really in a yellow type of mindset. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, with my classes and stuff like we would have to be up at practices and stuff like that um, with my major at like 6 a.m. I'm out till three. Y'all, I'm out here cutting up like most of us. probably went through. Right. And so I really fell away from my faith um, journey. I really stopped going to church. I felt like I couldn't find one. There was just some moments where I feel like he started to show me like, you're really losing the essence of who you are and who I've created you to be. And I would say that like, it was just in my intimate moments in times that I wasn't even trying to have an intimate moment with God. It was Mm -hmm. just me sitting in my dorm right by Mm -hmm. myself. And I'd be like, 
do I really want to be like this? Like, do mm-hmm. I really want to live this life? And so I started, that's when I really would say I started to really search for myself and say like, okay, where, who are you? Mm-hmm. And like, are you, um, holding fast to the foundation that your parents and your family has set within you. Mm -hmm. And if you're not, then girl, it's time to get yourself back on track. You Mm -hmm. know, what happened was I had two friends that I went to that actually um, one guy friend that I like had grown up with. Like when I first moved to Charlotte from Raleigh, North Carolina, um, he was one of the first guys that I met in like second grade. Mm -hmm. So we ended up going to the same college. And then another guy who apparently went to my middle school, Mm -hmm. but those two were really close. Um, And what happened is they were kind of the crazy kids in like high school, but in college they had a life change to where they, these, these boys, okay. These men were going around and like literally proclaiming the gospel. Oh wow! Like two people. Yeah. Very just, it was very interesting because I'm telling you, I had grown up with these guys Mm -hmm. like what? And so they were, um, I would hear people around campus saying like, Hey, have you seen so-and-so and so-and-so? And And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I saw him, but it has, you know, it hasn't been very recent or Mm -hmm. it wasn't anything in depth. And they were like, well, they out here like with the Bible, like Mm -hmm. yelling this at at people, not yelling, but doing it in love. But they were like really trying to change people's hearts and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, what? Wow. And so me being someone who felt like, you know, I'd grown up, I have the foundation but just seeing them like or hearing about them, I was like, I'm inspired right now. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I came back to school in my second semester of um, my sophomore year and saw them at at um, in our dining room, one one of our dining rooms. Mm-hmm. And they were actually coming to my table to talk to one of my friends mm-hmm. and talk to her about God and getting her life on track and really just digging into who she was. Right. Whole time. These folk didn't even know that they were speaking to me. Yeah. Like God was literally like talking to my heart, like grasping my heart, luring Mm -hmm. me back in, just saying like, hey, it's time for you to come home. Right. And so I left that conversation for real. They really didn't even know that they were talking to me. So I left the conversation, went back to my room and Mm -hmm. like just had a moment. Yeah. Like I just a broken moment crying out to God and like just felt a lot of peace. Like I really just surrendered and felt a lot of peace. I had a boyfriend at the time. I called him. I'm like, Hey, everything we've been doing, we going to stop doing. (laughs) And so if we need to break up, we need to break up. And, you Mm -hmm. know, we ended up breaking up. He was like, I'm gonna try, but no, we ended up breaking up. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm calling my mom, like telling her like, mom, I feel really good. Like I'm changed. Like I really am saved now. I'm calling Mm -hmm. my cousins. So that's when I knew like, Oh girl, it's lit. Okay. You're on fire for God now. And so let's try to keep this fire. So then I moved to Atlanta, Georgia. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you, I, I tell everyone that those were that first summer here, first summer and fall, I would say those, those are the craziest moments, months of my life. Again, I fell away from Christian community, godly community. I wasn't seeking it out. Mm -hmm. I was kind of looking for a church, but not really. Um, and I came here for grad school and so, and for work. And so we were really, really busy as athletic trainers. You're just super busy all the time, traveling and practices and all this kind of stuff. So I kind of put that in front of God. I was like, Mm -hmm. God, I'll get to you, but I just really got to grind for this. At the same time, I'm hanging out with people who are not out here. Like, yeah, let's go to church. You know, like they're like, no, let's go to the club. Let's go and, you know, drink here. Let's go and have this party or let's go and just do whatever. Mm -hmm. And yeah, fell far, y'all. Like, I mean, finding identity in in men and finding identity in in who I've who I'm around and what I'm doing, like just all the wrong things. Mm-hmm. And whole time God is still speaking to me. Now I'm starting to have more quiet times and more intentional times with him, but it's not 
you can see my heart is still far from him. Right. And so finally, 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 I find victory. (laughs) That's the church we go to victory church Mm -hmm. in Atlanta. And so I find victory and I'm like, wow, like this just feels really good. Like there's just something about it here. Um, And I get plugged into a um, small group there and that's when things start to click. And so that's where I feel like the security started and jump started. And so it's just a lot of I've just been evolving once again in that sense. And everything's just been feeling really good. And and God and I, that is listen, that's my best friend. That's my everything. And Mm so this relationship has just been really um, growing from there. And I'm just so thankful. I'm so thankful that he's that he didn't give up on your girl. Okay, because I was running. (laughs) Listen. Man, this is going to be a long episode. That's okay, though. (laughs) So I see a lot of similarities in both of our faith journeys. Mm -hmm. When you were talking about the two guys or your friends that went and proclaimed the gospel. Let me tell y'all something. In my (laughs) freshman year, when I like the freshman year, day one, I was like, I'm going to go as wild as possible. Mm -hmm. That that was kind of my mindset. And like freshman year, I specifically remember we would have like this Bible study that we would go to. And I talked a little bit about it in the last episode with mm-hmm. Danielle. But um, there were these two guys that came. I'll never forget that came up to us in the student center. And I'm thinking like they trying to holler. They look good. I was not going <laughs> to lie. I'm like, oh, you know, they might to come over and try to have a good time. Girl, they, they, they were like saying, you know, hello, getting to know us or whatever. The next thing they said was like, so what do you know about Jesus? And I'm like, uh, I thought you was coming over trying to turn up. You know what I mean? Um, So then they tried to talk to us like about Jesus and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. like everyone that was sitting at the table, you know, he was like, you know, do we want to pray for you guys to receive Christ and the people receive Christ? I was like, nah, I'm good. Because I was just kind of in that mindset of like, I know who God is because I grew Mm -hmm. up in church. So I was like, how dare you? I was kind of myself like, how dare you tell me, try to tell me about Jesus, (laughs) even though my life looked nothing like that. But yes. But it was a very similar situation um, Mm -hmm. of where they came and like proclaimed the gospel and how God even was faithful enough to plant that seed, even though my heart and mine were nowhere near. Mm -hmm. And then also about like how you were saying that, like, yes, you would have these times where you tried to be intimate with him and tried to have a quiet time with him. But it was a process to get where you are today. Mm -hmm. And I love that because I feel like a lot of times we're always just focused on like, you know, having this one moment with God or you got to go down to the altar and somebody got to lay hands on you. And it got to be has to be Mm -hmm. this profound moment. But a lot of times like it's in the moments of where I come back home and I have my own time with God and and things like that where I feel like true change sometimes really happens. Not saying that it can't happen in the big moments too, but we shouldn't negate like the process of what that may look like. And it's several moments that Mm -hmm. kind of gets you to where you are today. And then of course, moments after that. So I love that. Agreed. Um, So (laughs) let's move to... To Lago. So Tiffany yeah. has a wonderful brand, business, oh. enterprise. Oh, we proclaim <laughs> ministry. Oh, <laughs> y'all, I am clutching my heart. <laughs> called <laughs> call To Lago. Yes. And um, yeah, so I kind of want you to just to tell us a little bit about where it came from, what mm-hmm. all it entails, and kind of the journey from beginning to where it is now. For sure, for sure. So, To Lago. So, first of all, the name. Honestly, y'all, this nickname came because I needed a new Twitter name in like <laughs> freshman year of college. And so what I did was everybody laughs when I tell them, but I took the first two letters of my first middle and last name. Yes. And I popped pop them together and they just so happen to sound bomb. Okay. Cause Talago is a bomb name, but mm-hmm. um, so that's where the name comes from Talago. It's literally just me. 
I could dig into, I'm gonna dig into it really quick. I really love the name because I love my name because I love to know the meanings of things. And so I really got into like the meaning of my name. And so my first name, Tiffany, actually means God's incarnate or God, the manifestation of God. Mm. Yes. My middle name, look, I ain't giving y'all my government, okay? But my middle name means God is gracious. And then my last name, Godwin, means a friend of God. And so I love how... I'm telling y'all, this man was not giving up on me. He ain't giving up on y'all either with whatever name you got. But I know that yeah. they're like, he's just like gripping me. So anyway, um, I love that. I I really just wanted to use that to, yeah, bring him glory and everything. So that's where the name comes from. Hmm. The brand itself, though, I really, the mission of our brand or of my brand is to really empower the millennial woman, Christian woman, to dig deep, to find her God-given identity, to pursue her purpose, and then to live a full and fulfilling life. That is what the brand and encompasses. Um, so right now I, well, I started out on YouTube. So I have a whole bunch of YouTube videos out right now yes, under the name, oh, under the name Talagos Tidbits on YouTube. And then I kind of moved away from YouTube and just started making some digital products, just freebies, posting content with a website and email list and all that kind of stuff. So right now that is also evolving, but it's really based around just creating content. And so I am honestly, or, or right now I'm in, we're in the works of creating something um, physical to actually sell. And mm -hmm. it's still going to have the same mission and still has the same mission, but it is centered around um, journaling and something I'm obsessed with. And yes. so that's really where we're, where we are right now with it. But yeah. So let's get into the journaling part. I'm skipping around. So walk me through um, kind of how you got started with journaling mm -hmm. and how journaling plays a role when it comes to your identity, mm -hmm. the purpose part, mm -hmm. and then living that fulfilled life. Ooh, absolutely. Like I said, y'all, I am obsessed with journaling. Mm -hmm. it, it might be like really unhealthy, but I think it's a healthy thing. No, so it's very healthy because <laughs> I'm upset. So I can say that it probably does stem from us being little girls and writing in our diaries mm -hmm. and writing about our day and, mm -hmm. and you know, jotting things down. Um, but I had gotten away from it. So honestly, um, I was in college and I can say that this is kind of where it stems from. I was in college and I was feeling like um, I was getting very forgetful. My thoughts were all over the place. I couldn't think straight. And, and I just... I had never felt like that. I was like, mm -hmm. this has not been me. And so I actually went and got a book <laughs> called um, The Organized Mind mm -hmm. by Malcolm Gladwell. And so within the book, um, as I'm reading it, he just kind of talks about how there's so much power in writing. And I used to write a whole lot. I love like note taking and all that kind of stuff too. But it was when I read this book and he started talking about if you're having a lot of issues with um, just, just processing thoughts and stuff like that, mm -hmm. then maybe you should really consider writing things down, getting mm -hmm. things out of your mind so that you can actually think through them. Um, and so that's what I started to do. I really started to journal in college a lot about just my ideas, my thoughts, my, my day, once again, mm -hmm. um, how I was feeling about certain things, you know, it just stemmed from that. And I, I have not stopped. Okay. And so now <laughs> I have like, at any given moment, I probably have about four to five journals that are like I'm using mm -hmm. um, every week at least. Um, what are the journals? 
Woo. Okay. So I have um, my everyday journal, which is just kind of the one that I'll use in the morning and in the evening normally. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just like, that's the one where everything's random. It's just whatever comes to mind, I'm writing it in this journal. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of my baby. I call my notebooks journals too, because I still think they're journaling. So I have my, of course, my prayer journal. So anytime I get like a prayer request or anything like that, I'm writing that in that journal. And I actually go back whenever it's answered or whenever somebody tells me that it's answered. And I just put a check Mm -hmm. beside it to really increase my faith you know and then I have one for of course like note taking at church right I still call that my journal Mm -hmm. um, because I do write a lot of stuff within that even after going back through the notes and Mm -hmm. so that's still a journal for me I've got oh my goodness I could just keep going and going y'all that's what I'm trying to tell you she is advanced (laughs) let me say okay so let me say yes I tried to be like Tiff and try to get a couple journals how they ended up all (laughs) over the place okay I had to stick with one book because I Tiffany is very organized and I am very scatterbrained. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. I have all of my thoughts in one journal that talks about everything under the sun. So yes. I love that. I've got so many. I've got <laughs> one that's solely Tilago. Mm-hmm. So any idea that comes to mind is in that journal. Like, I and, I, and so some of the pages look crazy, but you know, mm-hmm. that's just what it is. That's the journal. That's the rough draft, right? Like that's yeah. just what I'm writing down. Mm-hmm. So to kind of dig into, you talked about the identity and, and how it plays in, plays a role into identity and purpose and all that man like I I really encourage everyone to journal to actually put pen to paper I know that everyone is not wired like that but Mm -hmm. I just think that there is so much power in just sitting down and going through your thoughts Mm -hmm. so I say that because in order to find your identity, in order for me, I'll speak from my journey, in order for me to find my identity, in order for me to find my purpose, I literally just sat down and wrote out what God brought to mind. Mm -hmm. So it would be, um, if I'm thinking about purpose, we hear a lot about people saying, what makes you take, what makes you, what are you passionate about? Mm -hmm. Um, These are the questions that you're asking. Mm -hmm. But even deeper than that, just like, you know, what, like, what are you interested in right now? Like what, and, and I think a lot of people don't like to journal because some of the stuff seems too elementary, mm-hmm. but that's sometimes that's what you need, man. Yeah. So if it's just a question of, oh, what am I interested in right now? Right now? Oh, it's just bowling. Oh, it's just hanging with kids. Oh, it's just hanging with my friends. Oh, it's just mm-hmm. talking, whatever. Like God is so intentional. So he put all those things into you, those interests and those thoughts mm-hmm. and those, those passions, they all have a purpose. He put them in you for a reason. Mm-hmm. So even if it is something as simple as I like to clean, Okay, let's journal about cleaning. Why mm-hmm. do you like to clean? Mm-hmm. Why? So whenever I would write down my interests and write down my thoughts and write down purpose or these things about purpose, I would go steps deeper. So like I said, I'd write down if we're using cleaning. Why do you like to clean? Okay, well, it makes me happy. It does this for this person. It's this mm-hmm. for this, you know, and I just like dig, just keep going. Okay, why is that? Why is that? Where did that come from? Mm-hmm. What's the root? And yeah. so once you really um, can journal all of that out, you'll be amazed at how deep you can get and then how you get boom straight to the root Mm -hmm. and it's just like everything once you get there it's like clarity is just like just there you know and so all that clarity that you've been searching for it's sitting in your brain it's just waiting for you to process it some kind of way and my way of processing it is just writing it all down and journaling Mm -hmm. and so I did the same thing with identity what are your standards you know what are what um what are your values why are they your values Mm -hmm. where did these values come from are these values just because your family told you told you they were yeah or are you actually feeling like do you feel those and it's just in those quiet moments of journaling that I get to the root and so Mm -hmm. That's where that comes from for me or how it helps me in those in those areas. 
Okay. So mm-hmm. one thing that you had mentioned. So one thing that I've learned that that has helped with me, I do have like a fit one physical journal because like I said, I can't, my mind <laughs> has to stay on one track. One is enough. So I have one journal that I write everything in pretty much. But then I also have um, what's called the day one app, mm-hmm. which is like a journaling app for yes. those of you who may not like actually writing. That's also a really good one because yes. I don't always keep my journal with me because it got, got all the juice in there. Okay. <laughs> Ain't trying to lose um, it. <laughs> so, but sometimes I'll like, We'll, we'll journal out like things that God may say to me during the day or different things like that in, in that app too. So yes. for those who don't want to write, yes. you have no excuse because you can also find you a journaling app. Okay? okay. That's one. And if you don't have no app, your notes. Yes. Y'all, my notes are full. Listen, full of everything. There's, a, there's stuff up in his brain all the time. Yes. So my notes are full and those are also organized. Yes, see, <laughs> see. my. If I showed you my notes right now, you would see one note with a novel, the next note, one word. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Completely different topics. So we talked about Tulago. We talked about journaling. And one thing that I really appreciate about one aspect of Tiff and I's relationship and friendship yes. is that we hold each other accountable when it comes to um, like our brand, our business, or our ideas. But it was really hard for me to have like an accountability partner mm-hmm. because like I am very protective over really anything. I'm, anything that I feel like God has given to me, I really hold very tightly. Yeah. And so it was very a little bit unnerving to let someone into that. People may think that it's a dumb idea or whatever, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. but there has been great, great assets that have come just from us, like having our weekly check-ins where we're like, okay, what are we working on? What's the next step? And just like really encouraging each other, like giving each other ideas and stuff like that, which I really appreciate it. So yes. Yeah. Y'all, Mel, listen, Mel is the one, the one and the two. (laughs) For accountability for oh, real, y'all. Like, and I'm and I'm not just saying that because she's sitting beside me, okay? <laughs> but she really has like, I am the same way that she is. I'm very protective about my stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I do, I already, it's already hard enough for me to let people in, period. Mm-hmm. So letting them in on something so dear and so like precious to me mm-hmm. is really tough. But it has been like, it's really been beautiful. Um, it's really been beautiful because even in the moments where I need you to like check me or I need Mm -hmm. you to really like ask me the questions that will get me to like the, oh, maybe that's not a good idea. Mm -hmm. I, I've just been so appreciative of that for Mel. So uh, yes, thank you for real. But, um, (laughs) I I didn't tell her to say that guy. No, no, she didn't. (laughs) She paid me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but the accountability piece is so, so, so important. And of course, not just in Mel and I's, um, like business and brand, um, capacity, but in life, mm-hmm. like you have got to have people around you who can hold you accountable for what you say you're going to do. But I think that that God just shows you like we are not created to do life alone mm-hmm. at all. Like yeah. Adam and Eve, man, like, it, you know, the first thing he said was not good was Adam being alone. Mm-hmm. And so. I think that we have to put that into perspective and really use that in our lives and see that we need at least one person Mm -hmm. around. Um, And so I realized that I, even though I'm very organized, Mm -hmm. I am also all over the place. I am just a fireball. and, Mm -hmm. And by fireball, I mean like just 
on fire like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a ping pong ball. I mean, I'm all kinds of balls. Okay. But I'm all over the place. And so I need people to keep me in my lane mm-hmm. and keep me focused. And so when I know that Mel and I are having these check-ins, yeah. I'm like, Oh snap. Did I do anything yet? I only got two more days, girl, let's get it. You know, Mm -hmm. so that when I get on the phone with Mel, it's not wasted time either because I don't want to get on and be like, Mel, I haven't done anything. Sometimes we've done that and we have to do that, you know, and it's because of the days that when we're just having weeks and you know, it's good to have somebody who knows you Mm -hmm. um, in this instance too. Sometimes you have a coach, you know, who may not know the depths of who you are, but Mm -hmm. it's, I think it's really cool to have somebody who really knows what I'd be going through. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The accountability, is just something there to hold you um, in line and and keep you focused on, like I said, what you say you're going to do. So it's not like what they told you to do. It's what you said you were going to do. Now, how do you follow up with that? And that even plays into an identity piece of like, okay, I say I'm this person, but am I doing this? Mm -hmm. Right. I need somebody to be like, Mm, now you said right this was you but shoddy you've been over there so you know so I I think it just helps in so many different areas of our lives especially with community godly community that's what helped me to stay on the path right now y'all if I didn't have these people if I didn't have my small groups if I didn't have my friends that that I've really dug deep with I do not know where I would be so Mm I think it's just I've I've had to be really intentional about it because, like I said, I'm not a person who likes to let people in. Mm -hmm. But um, as I've as I've allowed myself to open up and to be a little bit more vulnerable with the things that I'm dealing with or or the things that I have ideas about, I've seen the fruit of it and I've seen how God can really work through that um, through just, you know, almost humbling yourself and just being like, yo, yeah, this idea is honestly this idea is from God. So let's chit chat about it, you know, and let's or let's see if it actually is from God Mm -hmm. and let's dig deep. And and the way to do that is not always just I can journal it out first, but I need to talk to somebody about Mm -hmm. It a lot of times and so that's what's really been helpful for for me I believe that's good mm-hmm. and I feel like yes accountability is big not just in business and because when we have our weekly check-ins like one mm-hmm. thing that we do is we say like okay what are your next steps and yes. I write down her next steps she writes down my next steps yep. so then when my brain we had that conversation on <laughs> Wednesday so then Friday when I'm like I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing I don't have no direction it's like Okay, no, you can say you don't have no direction, but on Wednesday, Tiffany gonna ask you about the same about the same okay. things that you that you said you were gonna Specifically. do. Specifically, um, did you do this? Yes. Did you write this? Did you reach out to this person? <laughs> like, so I think that yeah, it really keeps me on track for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even the part where you're saying about like life and and Christianity, like one thing that I've noticed is that, of course, it's good to have godly community, but. Mm-hmm. There's no point to have godly community if you're not going to be vulnerable about what you really need accountability about. And for Come me, on. I noticed that even the areas of my life where I struggle the most mm-hmm. are because I don't have anybody watching me. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. They're, they're the parts that I don't want to humble myself in because I don't want anyone to know about what I struggle with yeah. or how you were saying, like, you know, you have an idea that you feel like God gave you, but you don't know and you don't <laughs> want to, you know, you're not sure. And yeah. so yeah. it does take a big, a big part of humility to humble yourself 
yourself and say, this is what I really struggle with. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like a lot of times, you know, we'll have cheerleaders, we'll have people that will root us on, but we don't have, and then we're, we still feel lonely, even though we have all these people around us. And a lot of that is a lot of the reason because of that is because we're not really letting them into who we really are and what, and what we really need. And so that's an Mm -hmm. area that I've definitely had to grow in, um, quite recently, honestly. Yes, girl. Same. But yeah, but yeah. Okay. That's good. So that's a great segue oh into God. the next part. So like I said, y'all, y'all need to follow Tiffany. I'm going to put her Instagram in the show notes. But what I love is that she always gives like journal prompts mm-hmm. um, that really makes you think, like I said before. And one journal prompt that came to mind specifically for this interview, you had did, and I still have it saved on my phone. Oh my you Lord. had did a couple, <laughs> like a journal prompt or a series of questions about communication oh. and about how we can better communicate in life in general and for me i am very self-aware i'm very in tune with myself yeah um but i am not always the best at communicating with others especially when it's when there's a tough part that i need to say that where there's a need that's not being met or there was a offense somewhere like it's Mm -hmm. kind of hard to have those conversations Mm -hmm. and so what are some of the lessons tiffany that you are learning good bad or ugly that you are learning when it comes to communication and friendships and life and business and (laughs) (laughs) y'all i'm clenching my chest again okay man 2019 was a if I could sum that whole year up or like the area of life that God really worked on me in it was relationships Mm. and he showed me so much of how my communication was trash okay (laughs) trash like throw it all away Mm -hmm. girl stop talking no but in in the way that I've learned that it wasn't great is one when you when I've been misunderstood Mm -hmm. Um, for one, I'm a person who I do not like having to explain myself. Like, Mm. I just like for my life to be the example Mm -hmm. of whatever I've said. Mm -hmm. And so I may say it one time, but then if you feel like you need to know, like I said, I don't like letting people in. So if you feel like you need to know why I, I, you know, that's my thing or that kind of stuff, I'm probably going to give you a really vague answer. Mm -hmm. And that's my problem. And that's something that God was working on me, um, last year, this year, and beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first thing that he kind of showed me was that you're just, there's a lot of tension because you're being misunderstood, but that's also because you're not opening up or you're not letting people in and telling mm-hmm. people who you are or what you need, like you said. And I love when Mel says that to let people know what you need. Um, I know you said that with like how people can show up in your life and mm-hmm. how you want them to be there for you. Okay. How do you want them to be there for you? I think yeah. that's a big thing. And I love when Mel, when Mel said that, I was like, Ooh, journaling prompt. But, um, <laughs> but seriously, that's one way or one thing that I've learned is that in order to not be misunderstood, I need to state everything that I want to say very clearly and just succinct. And so I had to learn how to make that direct and bluntness wrap it up in love. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm still learning. I, I've, I've definitely been getting that wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> even recently, but in order to not be mis- misunderstood, that first thing, mm-hmm. I just need to say stuff, how I mean it and, and wrap it up in love. And, and a lot of that comes from praying first, right. And talking mm-hmm. to God first about, do I need to even have this conversation? Yeah. Um, how does this conversation need to go? That kind of thing. The thing I've been learning, I had a lot of tough conversations last year. I think more than I've ever had. There were some situations that have happened um, between like friends and I or whatever, where I felt like in the past, I would have just let it go. Mm -hmm. I would have just been like, you know what? 
that was offensive. Like you said, offensive conversations and tough conversations. That was offensive. That was rude. I didn't like that. Mm -hmm. So you know what? You cut off. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't need to have a conversation with you. And God showed me that is not the way to treat people because people are real. People are people. Mm -hmm. People are souls. And so you have to care and you have to love them. And no, but, (laughs) you know, and so once you learn that, you want to be better about how you show up in their lives and how you really how you portray Christ. Mm -hmm. And so whenever I'm talking to these people and I've had these conversations, y'all, some of them, like I have probably let too much time go in between Mm -hmm. having them. Mm -hmm. And so things just kind of fester and, and, or honestly, I can say sometimes I literally forget. Yeah. Like I I literally forget. forget. You never forget. (laughs) I never forget. Listen, I think that's a part of my cutting off (laughs) mentality where like, okay, well, time has gone on. So Mm -hmm. let's just let it go. You know, let's just forget it. And then you realize, oh, snap, like that really needed to be a conversation. Mm -hmm. And so the things I've learned with tough conversations is one, you really got to pray. Like, I know that some people think that they want to do things on the fly and they really don't want to let that much time go by. And you don't. Mm -hmm. But I think that you need to make sure that you've taken at least at least one moment of prayer um, and praying to God because um, you don't want to speak out of just your own thoughts and your own way. And like I said, you want to know how to wrap it up in love. Um, Secondly, I think I really learned that you have to see where that person is when you're about to have that conversation, Mm -hmm. um, because sometimes they're not in the mood for it. Mm -hmm. And so nobody's going to be receptive in a conversation if neither of you are in the right place. Right. And so see, so showing up to the conversation with a mentality of, okay, I'm already starting in love. How are you? What's going on? Mm -hmm. Um, So we start there. And then once you think that, you know, it's a good time to have the conversation, conversation, it's time for you to state what's up, like just Mm -hmm. say it, say what's Mm -hmm. up. And so this is honestly where in the prayer time I journal. And so this is where I'm writing down every offensive thing I felt, everything I feel like I need to say, I'm writing it all down and I'm Mm -hmm. bringing that to God and saying, Hey, which part of this really is, is, is real and is, and is um, something that I really need to address. Which part of this is between you and me, Mm -hmm. which part of this is only me feeling this. And honestly, they didn't even do it, do this, you know? And so um, I ended up, you know, like I said, in those conversations, I ended up with some things that I really did need to address. And so It's just going ahead and addressing it, giving them a moment to respond. So not thinking that you just going to get on the phone or be in person, Mm -hmm. talk your feelings out and then be like, all right, I feel good. Bye. Like, no, you still have to care about that person, even if you still feel like y'all are in a they're in a space where things aren't going to go back to the way they were. Mm -hmm. Right. And so in those moments, I really, you know, you still have to listen to the person and then you just like then then everybody's had a chance to respond and talk and then you just see where it goes from there. But I think. Since you started with God, um, he'll really, you know, be with you in that conversation and, and be with you in that person. I could just, ooh, goodness, that was so good. So the first thing that you talked about when you were talking about being misunderstood, mm-hmm. which I understand completely, because one thing that I am learning is how to, I guess, be more level in my emotions. Because one thing that I think mm-hmm. something that I have done in the past that is not good mm-hmm. is that I do let too much time, too much time pass. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes because I don't want to come off aggressive mm-hmm. um, or because I feel like, you know, there's something wrong with me that I have a problem because other people may not 
may not find offense in that thing that mm-hmm. I just let it go by and try to say that I forget it. But really, like how I am, I'm an Enneagram four. So if you know, if you know anything about the Enneagram, mm-hmm. then you know that they're all about their feelings. So yeah. I I'm looking at you and I'm still feeling that same offense mm-hmm. um, because I haven't talked about it. And you have no idea why I'm acting different or why I'm being quiet or standoffish or things like that. And so yeah. one thing that I've had to work on is to not let too much time go by and to really deal with it, even if because sometimes I feel like people will say things that the pe- people will say, oh, you're being aggressive when when no, really, you're just stating your claim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when people aren't in that that space of maturity to be able to have like an actual real conversation, they'll call it aggression. Come on. You know what I mean? I definitely do. And so I've had to learn that me stating my claim, I'm not yelling at you. I'm mm-hmm. not calling you at your name. When I'm stating my claim, that's not me being aggressive. That's me saying what I need. And you can decide whether or not you want to meet that need mm-hmm. or not, mm-hmm. you know, and from that, then we can decide what to do with the friendship. But there's nothing I had to learn that there's nothing wrong with me for having for bringing up my knees or for yeah. bringing up, you know, a feeling that I may have had, you know, and I really mm-hmm. like also what you said about is it me something that me and God needs to work out versus is it really an offense? And that's mm-hmm. also something that God has really talked to me about, because I one thing that I have learned to do and it didn't come from me, it came from um, some random person. We were at a dinner yeah. and it was a friend of a friend, but she was like. I always ask myself, why am I feeling this way? Mm -hmm. And asking myself that question, like, why am I really upset right now? Am Mm -hmm. I really upset because of what they did? Or is it really like they triggered like something? You know what I'm saying? So I really like that. Yeah. Yes. And then (laughs) I wrote down what she was saying. (laughs) y'all. And one thing that I am also learned that I used to be really bad. So when when I would get in arguments with people, I would always be like, you always do this or you never do this. And it and I would never understand why things would escalate so quickly. But then people would say that to me and that immediately Mm -hmm. like turned me up because Mm -hmm. I'm like, what you mean? I always because I remember when I did that. Mm -hmm. And so one thing that I've learned is also to not make general, never to make Mm -hmm. general assumptions like you always, you never. That's good. And instead of doing that, saying in this moment, in this specific moment, state the moment I felt this, you know, or whatever. That's good. So, yeah, that's good. That helps with the the understanding piece, too. Right. Mm-hmm. Of like, well, you said all of this, but yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. So that's good. Mel. Yeah. And the I love also how you were saying that, like, you don't like to explain yourself. And you said one point about it where you were like, it's hard for you to be vulnerable. It's hard for you to open up. And I think that sometimes, you know, it's OK to not like be Perfect. Because mm-hmm. I think like even going back to like, you know, some sometimes if I if I say something, oh, I remember what you were saying. You were saying sometimes if you say things the wrong way mm-hmm. um, or something like that, you may be misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think that it's okay. Like God didn't call us all to just be like kumbaya peacemakers. Like there are great Facts. peacemakers. Shout out to the, you know, Enneagram <laughs> nines. And I have a couple that I just love and nothing offends yes. them and nothing bothers them. Mm-hmm. But then I also have friends who are a little more fiery, <laughs> who are a little more vocal. And I think that for me, when I first came to Christ, I thought that I had to somehow pray away my personality mm-hmm. because my personality is very passionate sometimes. Mm-hmm. And when I'm passionate about something, you're going to feel it. You know yeah. what I mean? And so I used to think that when people would mistake that for aggression or something like that, that it, there was something wrong with me. And mm-hmm. I needed to just always be sweet and kind and Mm-mm. quiet and things like that. And it's like sometimes, you know, God called you to be who you are and mm-hmm. he called you to be fiery and mm-hmm. a warrior for 
a reason, you know, now granted you do have to have that within reason and that's where that healing and, you know, staying close to him and really being in tune with yourself comes in so that you're not offending people or not hurting people with with who you are. But I think sometimes it's okay to not get it right. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's okay to not say things the right day, right way and then come back and say, okay, I could have said that a, a different way. Yeah. But don't let that stop you from having the conversation if it yeah. doesn't, if it's not perfectly, if it doesn't go how it perfectly was supposed to go in your head. Yeah, you know? I definitely know. Does that makes sense. I that makes know. a lot of sense. No, it does. And I think that is, that just leads you back to communicating well mm-hmm. um, because and how you said you're very in tune with yourself and saying mm-hmm. you know very self-aware I'm also a very self-aware person and so a lot of times I'll I, I'm also a overthinker mm-hmm. and so sometimes yes. I'll go home and I'll be like mm, that didn't sit well with yeah. me like or and I don't want that to sit some type of way with them mm-hmm. and so it, then it just goes back to okay this might be a tough conversation but you know I think sometimes we can even put tough conversations in perspective mm-hmm. I think sometimes we we put tough at the beginning of a conversation when really if we would just allow God to move in the conversation it wouldn't mm-hmm. be tough mm-hmm. you know and and so yeah. we could change that word but yeah I agree yeah mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. so good that's so good and I love how you segued again into oh my. my next question so we about to go a little deeper so we talk we're talking about communication we're talking about not tough conversations but just conversations that Mm -hmm. need to be had Mm -hmm. and so sometimes that segues into forgiveness now we have had conversations and tiffany kind of hinted to it um before but we always kind of joke around about like how we're kind of different when it comes to like relationships with people like me I like I said I'm I'm very protective so mm-hmm. I, when I get people like when I hold on to people I hold on to them sometimes to a fault because sometimes people need to go but mm-hmm. I'm still trying to hold on and trying to save face and trying to save the relationship even though like God is distancing it for whatever reason so mm-hmm. no. you know some people <laughs> some people may want to call it ride or die but listen sometimes you riding or dying with folks that you you not going down the right pathway, okay? <laughs> um, so I say that to say that sometimes it's good, but sometimes it can be to a fault. Yeah. Um, but Tiff, sometimes she's a little more, you know, chop chop. <laughs> is that is that fair to say? That's all all the way fair <laughs> to say. She's more like you know, it's easy for her. She said she she said that sometimes yeah. it's easier for her to just kind of let it go. Yeah, and she said that earlier in in the episode, but. Yeah. Those are very two different <laughs> two different ways that both have pros and cons to each yeah, of them. Absolutely. Um, and one thing, one of my favorite authors, Lisa Turkers, she always says a quote in her last book that says, "Forgiveness is not optional." So of course, God has always called us to forgive as we want to be forgiven, right? right. But reconciliation is optional because it takes two people to reconcile. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I wanted to talk about a little bit about forgiveness and reconciliation from both of our parts of view. Yeah. Um, and yes. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about how you navigate forgiveness and reconciliation. Oh my. Uh, okay. <laughs> so now that God and I are really close and really tight, <laughs> it is a lot different than I used to to be. But like Mel said, she's right. She's 100% right. I am somebody who could cut you off in a heartbeat and not think twice about it. And I wasn't the one who was like, oh, I'm not thinking twice about it on the outside, but on the inside, I'm hurting. No, I could go home and forget that we were kicking it that close. Mm -hmm. And 
it was nothing. Mm-hmm. It was literally nothing. And my friends, were, my friends from look elementary, middle and high school will tell you that that is how I was. And mm-hmm. so I got witnesses. But I like say it with with this this pride. But trust me, y'all, like God got me all the way together. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly when I wish I could pinpoint a time or a moment, but he showed me how disposable I treated people. Mm-hmm. And I think he probably showed me because I felt disposed of in a, in a certain situation now that I'm talking it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish I, I really wish I could like pinpoint and like give y'all all the details. And it might have been with men. That might have mm-hmm. been honestly, that might be where we can start or where we can go with it mm-hmm. is um, that I, yeah, probably like have had a lot of different like guy friends and and shoot further than guy friends people i was dating mm-hmm. um or th- shoot thought you were dating right right and um we end up it ends up being like oh yeah tiff but like that's not where we were going you mm-hmm. know and that's happened um or that the particular time that i'm thinking about happened right after college mm-hmm. and a guy pretty much treated me like that like no, like we've been kicking it. Like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And so I felt disposed of. And so I go to God now and I'm like, yo, like, why did you let God, why did you let this happen to me? You know, and like, mm-hmm. what's up? You know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, so now you want people to not be disposed of, huh? Mm-hmm. Now you care about people. And so how I know that God has worked on my heart and how I know that he really is changing and transforming me is by how much more, of a heart I have whenever I really invite and invite God in and I'm intentional about letting him do mm-hmm. the work mm-hmm. that I can see how much more I care about people. So I say all that to say for the forgiveness piece. Now I'm at the point of, OK, I need to let go of this hurt, let go of this pain, let go of this negative emotion that this caused me to feel mm-hmm. and 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 come to you with it so that you don't like Mel said, so that we don't show up somewhere and then you trying to figure out why I'm tripping. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the forgiveness piece, I've I've had a lot of that. I've I've grown in that. And and it's all been God, man. It's all been God. I think that I think it was easier to deal with just or easier to just cut people off because I didn't have to deal with Mm -hmm. it. Right. And so I could just like going about my life and my y'all my thought process and I used to say this there are billions of other people in this world Mm -hmm. if I don't get along with one or if one needs to be cut off they just need to be cut off right Mm -hmm. but now I'm like oh my god that's a soul like I said earlier that's a person like you need to care about this person because you want them to care about you and because God shows you how much he cares about you when you do him wrong Mm -hmm. man once I put that into perspective of like you wrong him every single day mm-hmm. and he still shows you so much love and still keeps you close and still wants intimacy with you. You need to be a little bit better with the people who are right beside you, who he's placed you to live with. Mm-hmm. And so forgiveness um, wise, I learned a lot about just letting go of those negative emotions in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it, yeah, um, you know, sometimes it takes you really doing the work, um, really sitting down, getting quiet, journaling. Like mm-hmm. it just takes those time, those moments to really just get it all out. And it takes that communication. Now, the reconciliation piece, I really look at it as, OK, can you see where God is in this relationship? Mm-hmm. And can you see where he brought it together? Can you see how he's grown either of you in this relationship? Mm-hmm. If you can see that, if you can really see how God's hand has been on this relationship or, or in this friendship or in this, whatever it is, then you probably really should be considering reconciling. Also, if there hasn't been um, like true abuse, 
right? Like if there hasn't been that that physical, mental, emotional abuse where it's been done repeatedly, where you stated how you felt and you've mm-hmm. gone through this forgiveness process and then it's been done to you again. If there hasn't been that, you probably should consider reconciliation and not mm-hmm. and not chalk it up to just letting people go and cutting people off. So mm-hmm. I've just learned a lot about um, really allowing God to like show me and opening my eyes and again, having those conversations um, whenever they're needed. So yeah. Hmm. We've been learning. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. But even with that, mm-hmm. like reconciliation takes two people. So yeah. is it like something where maybe is it has there been a situation of where maybe you say, well, I'm going to work on this and they're going to work on that. Or mm-hmm. do you more so just do it all, whatever you can do and then let them let God deal with them or let them handle it mm-hmm. any type of way? You know, is that how do you like practically Reconcile. kind of navigate recon- reconciliation? That's good. Um, honestly, I want to get to the first one mm-hmm. of let's actually talk about like, like you said, what we need, mm-hmm. um, in this relationship. But I think I am more of a person of like, since I'm so self-aware and since I, you know, I really take time to think about who I am, mm-hmm. um, at any moment, I do what I can. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, God, I'll see what you doing over there. And another thing I want to say about reconciliation that I found is that it doesn't always mean back in the same place. Mm-hmm. So it may not mean out of my life, yeah, you know, but it doesn't always mean let's kick it this close or, mm-hmm. you know, let me tell you my deepest, darkest secret still. Yeah. It may mean that like, okay, you're still a cool person. You're still somebody who's valuable, but I just need to put you over here. Yes. And so I, um, What's funny is I really learned that because I was listening to, I've been listening to Darius Daniels. Some of y'all might yes. might follow him, might watch him, his stuff. Um, Pastor Darius Daniels, let me, you know, give him his name. Him his but um, he's been doing a relationship series um, and in terms of like all relationships. And he actually just wrote a book called Relational Intelligence, which I haven't gotten yet. Mm-hmm. But in some of the sermons or one of the sermons, he was talking about putting people in their place. And I feel like I talk about this all the time because I really love the way that he illustrated it. But he talks about how Jesus had 12 disciples with him, but he was only really close, really, really close and intimate with three of them, with Peter, James and John. Right. So if we think about the picture of them being at the Last Supper, mm-hmm. he has um, all 12 at the table with him. Mm-hmm. But you know the the three that are his boys, right? So he's like, those are the people who are really close to you. But at the other end of the spectrum, Judas was there, Mm -hmm. right? Judas still ate with them. Judas was still, he was still at the table. Jesus didn't tell him like, or let me, let me back up. Jesus told him, you are going to be the one to betray me, Mm -hmm. but still let him eat with them and still let him stay there with them. Still washed this man's feet. Yeah. Right. And then after washing his feet, told him to leave. But like, if you just think about how he still was in the room and was still in, in company mm-hmm. and God knew that that was going to be the person to do that to them that whole time, all he needed to do was to put him in his place. So he wasn't the one that was getting all of the deepest, darkest secrets and the feelings and the, uh, the intimate moments mm-hmm. with Jesus. Right. And so I think that we can really learn from that um, in our lives. Like we have our intimate people. We have those people that we really want to keep close. And those are the people that, God is going to really make you do some work with um, mm-hmm. and and really yeah. open you up with and be vulnerable with. Right. Mm-hmm. But then he also gives you people on the outside of that inner circle who are people who maybe you just like to kick it talking about whatever, 
you know, Mm -hmm. talking about this or hanging out doing this. Maybe that's your movie buddy. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, so you have different people in different places. And this sounds like a lot because it's me being so organized, like how my journals are organized. Mm -hmm. I don't want to to sound like I organize people like that, but I kind of do. Like I kind of, I really try to put people like, in certain places and it's nothing against them. It's nothing against um, who they are at all. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of, I know that I also have to think, I know that you have people that you are really close with and I may not be one of those people and I'm okay with that. And so it's just knowing where to put people in your life and not always feeling like you need them to be right back where they were whenever y'all started. It's just knowing how your relationships evolve. Let me tell y'all, you have to put people in their place Mm -hmm. And for me, I think I don't know. I don't know if it's just the feeler in me. I want everyone to be super, super close. And Mm -hmm. so I want everybody to have the same proximity to me. And I want everyone to just be my best buddies. And it doesn't work that way. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. And sometimes it is really hard for me. And I don't know if it's because one thing about me, I don't like surface level anything. So I don't like I'm not. And that's not to say that that's a good or bad thing. Like I'm just not like a small talker. I applaud those people. And I can just have conversations about whatever, have a small talk. But me, I feel like I I really value like deep conversation, yeah. deep. And I feel like that probably goes to like the Enneagram 4 personality yeah, type or absolutely. whatever. But um, it is hard for me, not, not to say that they are not beneficial, but it is hard for me to have kind of those more... I don't know if they're necessarily called surface level, but yeah. they're but they're they're part of the twelve. They're not part of the three. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you still need those people because yeah. there have been times where, you know, I felt this person distancing themselves from me mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And I'm like, well, fine then, just mm-hmm. go. And God's like, no, you still need them. Like I still have called them to your life, just not in not just not in that intimate intimate setting yeah. in this season. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that has been something that I've really had to come to terms with that Mm -hmm. in every season everyone's not going to have that same proximity to you because in tandem like 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 for me I can have those people that I'm super close with and Mm -hmm. I tell them too much or I tell them something that God never really told me to tell them and then they distance themselves and now I've told you my entire life come on and now you on the other side of the globe you know what I mean and so just really inviting God, which is something that I honestly can't say that I do super often is just inviting him into my friendships and letting him distance the people that he's going to distance mm-hmm. and not think that it's the end of the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, really. <laughs> um, so I love that putting people in their place, even when it comes to, to enemies and people that, you yeah. know, have, have said things about you or people that, you know, like don't really have your best interests at heart. Mm-hmm. Look, again I'll be the one I'm just gonna look you up and down we ain't got nothing to say I'm gonna (laughs) ignore you I'm going to try my best to stay away from you because I don't want to deal with it because I know like how I can get kind of wound up in my feelings but you still have to have grace for them too you still gotta serve them too and that's that forgiveness piece that we don't get the option of saying well I'm just not going to forgive you right. because the word says that you have to forgive other people as you as you want to be forgiven. Yeah. And I know I need all my forgiveness. Yeah. I need all my new mercies Hello? in the morning. OK, every single day. Um, But yes, I love that. Um, And then when it comes to like the reconciliation part, I love how you said, has God been in this? Has mm-hmm. God grown us both? And that goes back to, I think sometimes for me, like it's just being mindful of that. God is supposed to be in all of your relationships Mm -hmm. in some form or fashion. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's, you know, that person may be distant, distant from God. And so you are called to kind of maybe help draw them nearer to God. But then you also have to make sure that they're not 
that that you are strong enough so that mm-hmm. you're not you're not compromising kind mm-hmm. of your standards. So that's one piece to it. But then you have people kind of how Tiffany and I are at see Tiffany as a someone that you can truly grow in God with. Yeah. Um, and so I love that. I yeah. love that. Um, but yeah, so that will wrap it up for this episode. Um, so the last question that we have, first off, thank you, Tiffany, for Absolutely. being vulnerable. Listen. And for sharing where you are. I'm so Anytime. Proud of you. Anytime. Yes. Thank you, Melly. Yes. Now I'm always trying it. to pull it out. So I am. I told you, I'm a deep thinker. I like all the feelings, yes. all the emotions. Tell me everything. Yes. <laughs> so this is great. Um, Thank yes. you, Mel. Yes, good. I've really enjoyed having you. So um, the last question that we ask everybody, um, of course, in the rough draft, we embrace where we are, but we also do our work, meaning that we're still doing our work internally, mm-hmm. um, learning more about ourselves as well as externally doing what we're going to say we're going to do um living in excellence working in excellence and so what would you say are some of your goals for 2020 the next decade like where you're here now you're self-aware you're evolving where are you trying to go if you know yeah um I think I know I think I know in some areas of my life so for sure with um with Tilago the brand I just see myself just staying consistent staying committed to it and mm-hmm. um really letting it blossom and grow because I think that really that God has really given me something beautiful and mm-hmm. so I want to be a good steward over it and I know it's not for me that's the biggest piece I know it's not for me so um I just see myself and I have goals to continue to create continue to create if that's that's products if that's um um videos if that's whatever it is creating content that can really do what he's called me to do so to continue to empower people to Mm -hmm. find their like i said their identity pursue purpose and live fulfilled and so on the horizon like i said we are be on the lookout because we are really creating some things that are physical products um, that I'm really, really, really excited about. And I think they're going to be very impactful for people in terms of um, just life um, and still kind of under the Tilago and and professional and all that kind of stuff. I really think that God has given me a gift with my voice. And that's not me just saying it, uh, you know, it ain't. Yes. It's not me just saying it in a way of um, being, again, prideful or anything. Just me being aware and knowing who God has called me to be. Mm -hmm. And so, um, shoot, I was just talking to him today. I was like, God, just show me how you want me to use this voice and where you want me to use this voice. So Mm -hmm. I've just had a lot of visions of myself on stages and and being on panels and being in front of people and really, yeah, and really just just talking, just sharing and what, what God says to, to share. And so mm-hmm. I definitely have goals to be on stages and be on panels. Yes, so, you know, sis. if you need somebody, listen, call you girl, but our contact info <laughs> in the show notes just in case, but no, really, I, I think that, um, that's all God, because mm-hmm. I've always been a shy girl, not shy, but I haven't always wanted to do this, to mm-hmm. talk, to, to say a lot. And so as I've been, again, evolving and growing into mm-hmm. who I am and who I've been called to be, that's that's something I'm like, OK, God, I will not like just let this gift sit here because, yeah. hey, I'm not trying to be like buddy with one talent. Listen. OK, OK, I want five and ten. No, but right. I really want it. <laughs> <laughs> so I really want to use the gift. And so mm-hmm. I just see myself growing more into that. And, and I have goals to really use the gifts he's given me. So you better yeah. say you want to speak and be on, and be on stages <laughs> in confidence because that's what God gave you. Listen, that's all him. OK, you better. That's all him. But yes, let's get a stage to get Tiffany on. <laughs> 
Tiffany be on stages in real life anyway. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> she do though. She be I've on stages. I've been on a few stages. She's been You're on correct. Yes, I love it. I'm here for all of it. Aww. Well, thank you, Tiff. I just love you so much. I love you. Thank I you, know. Melly, for this. Thank you for the podcast. Thank you, thank you for what you at do. At some point, Tiff, while we're talking about stages and, and speaking, at some point, we're going to let Tiffany take over um, mm. my rough draft I podcast. didn't already do it today. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're going to let her take it over for a few episodes. You know what oh. I'm saying? It's just in case I want to go on vacation, you know. Oh, no, yeah, I'm just take it over. We can allow that. Y'all, y'all down for, for that. that? Y'all down for it to go take over? <laughs> but anyway, all right. Listen, this episode. <laughs> we are way over time. All right, I love y'all so much. I will see y'all next week. Tell the folks bye. Tim. Bye, y'all. I'll see y'all. I'll, yes, and I'm gonna put all of her um, Instagram, email, social media, all that good stuff in the show notes. So Come y'all be sure girl. to check her out. All right, love y'all. God bless. Bye. Thanks for joining us. This week on my rough draft podcast be sure to follow me on instagram at underscore melanie christina and be sure to subscribe to this show so you don't miss any new episodes now do me a favor and please leave us a five-star rating and review so we can continue to get the word out to other listeners around the world also be sure to head to the roughdraftcollective.com where you can access our online blog free resources our one-on-one services and more thanks again for listening and i'll see y'all next week Bye.